Hey, everybody, this is Jay Sekulow sitting in for our friend Sean Hannity. In fact, we have the entire Sekulow team here today, so I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. Jordan Sekulow is here, Executive Director of the ACLJ. It was Logan Seculo, Director of Media Operations here. So, so you got the whole Seculo team here. Yeah. Hey, folks, we want to get right into it because there is a lot of news breaking right now, and uh, we appreciate Sean letting us uh, sit in for him uh, today. Let me start with this. The Michigan uh, Supreme Court just issued a decision, very significant, because there's been this attempt, as, as you all know, to remove the former president from ballots. It started first in Colorado, and then it's been in, I think, how many have we handled now, Jordan? I think a dozen cases? Yes, I mean, we, we've... Uh, one in Colorado, that's on appeal. We've won in Michigan right now, and Oklahoma. Uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma, where we're intervened in pending litigation in West Virginia, Virginia, and Wyoming. And in this Michigan uh, case, uh, very important that not only do we represent uh, uh, Michigan's GOP, but 14 other state GOPs, Oklahoma's, Colorado's, West Virginia's, Kansas, Wyoming's, North Dakota's, Wisconsin, Delaware's, Georgia. Nebraska, Maine, Idaho, Rhode Island, and Ohio, and that Michigan, it's their court of appeals, but that is their top court, said President Trump, he's on the ballot. So this is a, a move, part of a bigger move. I mean, if it, you have to look at what's going on in these state court cases sure. where they're trying to use the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which is called the Disqualification Clause, it's the Insurrection Clause. And, of course, Trump, the former president, was never charged with insurrection, and as I'm sure a lot of you know, and if you don't, uh, Jordan and I represented the former president for four years during the presidency, he handled uh, the impeachment cases, handled the, the Mueller probe. So we've been intimately involved in this, and we've handled now the cases that Jordan went through on the state attempts. At the same time, you've got the Supreme Court of the United States has taken direct action uh, in two cases involving the former president. One uh, involving, and I don't think this is necessarily a good sign for Jack Smith, and that is the 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 the, the special counsel, who I know only from his work at the International Criminal Court in The Hague, where we've represented the interests of the United States and Israel before. What's interesting there is the Supreme Court took a case involving the insurrection charge on the January 6th activities that took place on Capitol Hill. And it was the reason I think they took it was there was a dissent by Judge Castus, who was a former deputy chief counsel of the at the White House Council under President Trump got appointed to the Court of Appeals. Somebody I, I know very well, very good lawyer, very, very good judge, wrote a very noteworthy, I would say, dissent, talking about not saying what the activities of what took place on Capitol Hill that day were right, but saying the way the courts interpreted the criminal code section, it encompassed all this First Amendment activity, the right to petition your government for redress of grievances, the freedom of association, the freedom of speech. So he said it was overbroad, and the Supreme Court, shocking, I was surprised, I'll be honest, I, I was surprised they did it. The Supreme Court of the United States has taken that case. At the same time, Jack Smith, the special counsel, asked for expedited review of the claim of presidential immunity that the president's, now his current lawyers have asserted with regard to the cases that are pending, saying that charging him with a crime for actions he took as president would violate Article 2 and presidential immunity, which yeah. we argued that at the Supreme Court of the United States as well. You got to remember this charge that the Supreme Court is looking at is the main real action charge on January 6th. It's as close as Jack Smith would get to insurrection. It was, again, impeding an official government action. And uh, these dissenting judges were saying, listen, I mean, we have a, a right you know, to protest. We have a First Amendment in our country. We better be very careful uh, about 20-year prison sentences 
when we're going to say that something impedes a government's action and that you're going to go to jail for 20 years, when we are a country that you know believes in the First Amendment, believes in the right to protest, and uh, again, even civil disobedience to some extent, uh, that doesn't rise to the level of 20-year criminality. Yep. I was going to ask you, and if this. he drops that, that's the biggest charge he made oh, against think, President I Trump that, by I think, far. I think it all related crumbles. to January six. I think it crumbles at that point. I, mean, I think they, these things, a lot of them crumble, anyways. But I think that would crumble. Let me ask you this, Logan, because Logan heads up our media here at the ACLJ. The, the The media is fixed on all of these cases. Anything you say, you, I mean, you you hosted our radio broadcast, and then you said you started the opening with President, the former president, and it just like. Yeah, of course, that's what a lot of attention goes to. For, for good or bad, I guess there's people who are, who would watch it because they sort of hate watch, but the mass majority of people are watching it because they want to see justice be served in some ways uh, in support of having President Trump on the ballot. Really not even just having President Trump on the ballot, but having the ability and the option to exercise who you'd like to vote for uh, in any given election. And I think that's something that we've had that issue with Democrats before, too, where you know they don't see things both ways. They don't see how you can... Uh, you know, lower the bar for impeachment and how that could end up biting you back. And now they're seeing what, what the fruits of their labor are. You know, it's interesting, though, at the same time, that when you've got the Supreme Court poised, in the one case, they haven't decided they're going to take it yet on the uh, the actual charge of the interfering with Congress. They said they will expedite, no, excuse me, the presidential immunity, the interfering with Congress they did take. The presidential immunity claim, I argued a similar claim to the Supreme Court of the United States as related to a subpoena that uh, Cy Vance, that was the then DA in Manhattan, that's the predecessor to the current Alvin Bragg. And in that case, the court was really closely divided on the level of scrutiny. It was four five. We wanted heightened scrutiny. Four justices said yes, heightened scrutiny. Five said no. Two months later, Amy Comey Barrett's on the court, and it would have been five four the other way. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it's very to me. It's very interesting to see. I think the court may well, uh, when they take this, say that you cannot sue a president, whether it's Trump, Biden, Clinton, Bush, whoever, for a- official actions they took when they were president, or else every president when they leave office is subject to every civil lawsuit by anybody who disagrees with what they did. Well, then we, and we'd get used to a thing where they would all start self pardoning themselves. They they'd self pardon because for they that would cover all of these federal charges. And so then that would take out the DOJ ability. But they really shouldn't have to do that. If you feel like they have committed these acts, that is why we have impeachment. And, you know, I think that when we look at impeachment, and listen, the Republicans are doing kind of the same thing right now that Democrats did. They, they voted to open an impeachment inquiry, and now they're going home for three weeks. Right. I always think What does that, that tell you? It always tells me this is a getting back at Joe Biden and the Democrats for what they did to Donald Trump, dragging his name through the mud twice. And they probably, you know what, he deserves it because of what they did to Donald Trump. All the, you know, Russia, Russia lying from Adam Schiff. And then they had to switch to Ukraine and a phone call from a, uh, let's be honest, compromised guy who was working at the NSC, who was Ukrainian American, who didn't like Donald Trump's policy towards Ukraine because he was trying to prevent more military action from Russia invading Ukraine since Obama allowed you, uh, Russia to invade Crimea and, and take that over. Remember that happened? Again, the only time that Russia has invaded Ukraine in the last few years has been under the Biden administration and under the Obama administration. They didn't take any new land under Ukraine under the Trump administration, but yet they impeached him because he got too close to the Bidens. Right. And all the firings of the of the prosecutor and Burisma. And now we know all of that's very real. I think so again. They deserve a lot of this because they cheapened impeachment. 
And they did the same thing, Dad. Remember, they rushed to impeach, and then they went they went home for three weeks. Yeah, so it was the same thing. Remember, she issued the articles and then never sent them over to the United States Senate for, for exactly three weeks, yeah, I mean, not until January 5th. And then you wonder, you say, is it impeachment because it's so bad that they should literally be working on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to protect the country. To protect the country. That's what impeachment's really. But the about. statements they made were like, "Well, I mean, it's, we're not going to skip Christmas." I mean, it was sort of a specific. <laughs> but that's because so. it's been cheapened, and it was right. cheapened by Adam Schiff, and it was cheapened by the, uh, the the House Democrats who brought an impeachment after the after President Trump was no longer president of the United States, an impeachment trial that they tried in front of the U.S. Senate without the uh, Chief Justice of the United States. Which was, I said, with the lack of the Chief Justice not there, it wasn't an impeachment. I mean, Jamie Raskin, constitutional scholar, Democrat, he thought that was going to lead to anything when, when the, 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 the Supreme Court Chief Justice wouldn't even uh, oversee it, telling you right away that he did not. I mean, that just is very telling that he didn't agree with uh, Raskin's view of the Constitution. You can't do this after the fact. So the Constitution is clear. You think the president's done something wrong while he's president? Congress, you should act. You can do it under impeachment. That's after all you the, can do. Actually. After the fact, though, years later, this is this is uh, political lawfare, and it's disgusting. I do think Joe Biden, in a sense, deserves it because he was part of the group encouraging this against Donald Trump. So you know what? Drag him through it too. Drag his White House counsel. Make their life like they made our lives. Yeah, I mean, we were. It's not fun. No, we were. Listen, because now they got full subpoena power. Yeah. So this is. I mean, we had this. I mean, we Jordan and I are giving this to you from personal oh, perspective. By the way, Joe yeah. Biden, with full subpoena power, says if you don't comply, you go to jail. Right. So any of those White House staff, I'm just going to be quote. I'd be quoting Joe Biden if I was those members of Congress, and if they don't comply, I, I guess they should be arrested and go to jail. So here's the. This is the world we've got right now, coming into you know with ten days before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you, you see those statements. It is that bit, like I said, they've trivialized it, but do they deserve it? I think that's going to be a discussion that's going to have now, now happen about a lot of topics, which is they put President Trump through so much stuff. When you put someone through that amount of scrutiny, and like I said, and it's team that, is it, you know, do you, do you turn the other cheek or do you throw it right back in their face? Well, look, I mean, here, here's the thing. We, the when politics. we litigated this and we did litigate all these issues, we litigated the immunity issues, we litigated the issues of subpoena power and all of this and relevancy and can the Congress subpoena your kids, which they did. I mean, and so it's kind of what's happening there is happening again. The problem, this is now becoming the political norm, but I think self-induced. When Adam Schiff stood up and said all that stuff about, I've got all the, the info on Russia, I've got it, it is crystal clear, transcript. break transcript. I, I mentioned that at the floor of the United States Senate when I was defending the former president. I mentioned, I, I quoted his fake conversation he had, but they can't resist to overshoot every single time. No, and that's where Republicans need to be careful. Is uh, you know if you're going to do this, do it in a way that makes the Democrats look that 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 much more foolish. So if you're going to open the inquiry, which doesn't mean you found that he should be impeached yet, really get facts and evidence that would lead uh, American people to understand why you would actually vote to impeach and remove this president. If, so or say you know what we can't get enough information, but you're going to have to subpoena the people, and I think they're going to fight all those subpoenas, and you're going to have to then quote them back. Their DOJ back and all their positions back and say, well, your position has long been, you don't comply, you go to jail. Let me give you a, a perfect example, though, of a, the, the, the really the, the kind of situation you're in. So Hunter Biden is going to be subpoenaed now with full subpoena power, right? right. Now, his lawyer is very good, Abby Lull, very right. smart guy, friend of mine. 
very good lawyer. I'd say one of the top five criminal defense lawyers in the United States. He's going to probably, I would have him assert the Fifth Amendment. I don't know what Abby's going to do, but that's what I would do. If you were a defense lawyer, that's what you would do. The question is, if he does not comply with the subpoena, is the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland going to prosecute the failure to appear? And I doubt it. And you remember, we have to remind everybody that though Joe Biden said it's criminal and you should be prosecuted and go to jail, it is not Congress that gets to decide that. They can only refer that. They can hold you in contempt, which they say they will with Hunter Biden, but then it gets referred to DOJ, and DOJ can decide not to do anything. So if you're just joining us, this is Jay Seculo, Jordan Seculo, Logan Seculo, and we are uh, pleased to be hosting for our friend Sean Hannity. We head up the American Center for Law and Justice, and as we talk about a lot of issues today, uh, I do want to say also that um, we really appreciate Sean letting us sit in for him. It really gives us a chance to talk about the issues that we were involved in heavily involved in in the previous administration. So we know what those uh, White House counsel lawyers are thinking right now. Believe me. So we get totally get it. Hey, we've got a lot more coming up on the broadcast. We, stay tuned. Call your friends. Have them listen, too. We want you to do that. We've got a lot more ahead. We encourage you. Again, we thank you for uh, thanks Sean and all of the team for having us in. And we'll be back in just a